So good. All right, guys. So on this episode of Course Out with Jordan, we have a guest from the G League, um, Tim Bond. Uh, now, tell me a little about yourself. You played college basketball at Eastern Michigan. How was your right. coming out of high school? Um, my recruitment process, um, kind of normal, really. I was signed to um, Jacksonville University first with um, Jalen Adams. He um, played with the Bucks G League team. Mm -hmm. Um. We were both signed there and we were going to go there, but the coach got, got fired and went to Maryland. And then the first school to offer me after I opened my recruitment back up was um, Eastern Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah, I just went on the campus from there and I signed. I mean, why well, didn't sign? I committed right there on the spot as soon as I got before so I it left. Just, it just felt right when you went there? Yeah, it just felt right. It just felt like a place that I could go for four years and just come in, I guess. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you were in college, did you talk to any pro teams? Like, did you have any contact with uh, overseas or G League or even NBA? Um, It's kind of like rules and stuff. Like, they're kind of getting better now. But, like, uh -huh. when I was in college, we couldn't really do talk too much to the pro teams unless you put your name in the draft early. But that was the only way that we'd be able to talk to them. Or they came out practice scouts like that. Mm -hmm. Now I think about it, we did have one. His name was um I can't remember his name. I think he was a scout for the Thunder. Mm -hmm. He used to come in to, um to see James Thompson on my team. And my goal was to make him leave out talking about me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now when like with those type of scouts, did they could you see where coaches let you know, like in the stands? Oh, so and so is here, you know, or would you get emails? Um, yeah, coach. Sometimes they let us know that they was in the stands. I'd rather them tell, like, not tell me who's in the stands. Right. I'd just rather play basketball than to think about who's watching or whatever. Like, you always know people are gonna watch you, so you always got to make sure you go out there and, and you're doing your thing. But yeah, I don't really want to. I don't even want to know who's in the stands. <laughs> right. And then you get too nervous, and then you don't perform how you usually. Right. Start doing things you don't do. Did you ever expect to go pro or no? Um, that was always my dream. Like, I, um, oh man, <laughs> See, that was that was um that was always my dream. I, um, since I could dribble the basketball, I was just you know I just wanted to um be a professional, get to the NBA one day. So yeah, that's still my goal. Mm -hmm. So I gotta gotta keep pushing to get there. Yeah. Now you signed with the G League team, the Rockets G League team, and you ended up winning the championship. Yeah. And first of all, can you first like take me back when you signed to the G League? How was that? Um, so I signed an exhibit 10 contract. So I signed to the Houston Rockets first. And, um, and then at the preseason, I was released to the go to um to the Vipers to the G League team mm -hmm. and then do the year with them. So that was um that's how I signed. But you know, I like I did the um the little coming like the uh the recruiting games or whatever that they call them, the little summer league, stuff like mm -hmm. that. I wasn't fortunate enough to play my um my rookie year in summer league coming out of college, but I played in the European summer league and killed that. Wind up um going to um What's the name of the team? The 76 G League team, the Delaware Colts, I think, Delaware Blue Colts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went and tried out for them. I showed out in that and 
they signed me right there on the spot. Now I think about it. Yeah, they signed me right there after the tryout. So I was signed to the Blue Coats. And then the only way I can get out of that contract was if like an NBA contract. So I signed with the Rockets and then I got out of that one. Were you kind of excited? Were you were you kind of ready to get out of uh for the Blue Coast? Were you just kind of looking for another opportunity or were you um honestly right honestly the money was better so i like i just was like yeah that's where i'm going but Uh it all worked out like we wound up winning a championship it was a great experience for me just seeing all of that my rookie year yeah i was gonna say for your rookie year winning the championship of the g league that had a not only bring attention from fans but from scouts um Mm -hmm. especially for general like for the upper management for the rockets did they ever speak to you about, you know, bringing you up or? Um, the Rockets, not so much. I, um, I was more I'm on the verge of trying to get to the next stretch of our season. That was more so the talks for me, but it wasn't too many talks for me. Um, we're getting sent up by the Rockets. Okay. Now, when you won the championship, was there, did you have your teammates have places to go? We're overseas teams in contact with you guys and letting you know that, you know, once your season is done. Um, I think I was the I think I was the only one who went somewhere right after the year. I went over to Mexico right after the season was over and I kept playing. Um, I can't think of anybody else went somewhere before the next season started. I don't think anybody went straight to um, go play anywhere overseas. Now, how was that transition playing in Mexico from um, how that went? Mexico gave me more like a high school feeling, kind of where I was at, because um, our gym that we had wasn't too, wasn't too like crazy. Right. I used to call it the dungeon, like, and that was just <laughs> what I was used to <laughs> yeah. like, coming up from Baltimore. Yeah, so. I kind of like the plan down there. Um, the style of play is great. It's just a fast-paced game, like how it is here in, um, in the States. But it wasn't hard getting adjusted to. It's more hard getting to know your teammates and to speak, making sure you're saying the right thing because the right. language is Spanish. Yeah. Now, did you have a trouble with that at first when you went to Mexico and your teammates speaking Spanish and you're like... Um, some of it, like most definitely, like, I can only understand it if it's slow and like if it's if you're talking to me slow, I can't understand it when it's just um, spoken real fast. But yeah. I never, yeah, I never went anywhere after I um, met one of my teammates. I never went anywhere alone over there, so I always had somebody with me that spoke Spanish to make sure I was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now some people say because uh, I interviewed Jeremiah Hill, he played for the Magic in the summer league and then went over to. Um, Europe. He said that the physicality increased when he yeah most definitely for Mexico was that for you too? Yeah, most definitely the physical because um their screens are crazy like. But I was fortunate enough to have a like a great screen on my team. He was about six seven six eight, but he was like cock diesel. So him setting screens, people used to help me get wide open. But I definitely got hit by a couple screens. I, um. Yeah, them screens was crazy. <laughs> do you have any stories from any of the fans when you were in Mexico? Like, did they throw stuff on the court, or were they just were you just they just um, kind of wild or not really? No, they didn't throw anything on the court, but they definitely are wild though. Like, as far as this 
um, like being a fan, like cheering on people, cheering on their team, it definitely gets hurt um, crazy in there, most definitely. Did you have any stories when you were in Mexico that are worth like noting that are just either it was on core, it was when it, you know, I guess playing a different team or just the atmosphere. Do you have any good stories when you were down there? Um, let's see. Um, a good story. Um, shoot. Um, I just know my team was doing pretty bad. Um, we were, I think it was like eight or nine. I think it was like 10 teams in the league. And when I came in there, we were in the last place and I broke my foot down in Mexico. I was just regular play dribbling to the basket and I felt like I caught a flat tire. But by the time I left, we were uh, in fourth place for the playoffs. So we kind of had a good little run in the playoffs. They, so it felt, felt good. So, so it felt yeah, good when you came there. Did you have an impact? Did you have an impact since you had like professional career in the States? You played the G League. When you came over there, were they, were you the first of, um, to have that kind of experience coming over to that team? Or would they have players um, like that in and out? I think it was one other player um, that I played against, uh, Craig Sward. He played with the um, the Pistons G League team mm -hmm. this year. I don't know if he played with this rookie year, but he was over there. I played against him. We were going back and forth. Yeah, I remember that game. We had a, we had a good game, a good match of that game. Now, the most recent contract was with the Knicks. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit of how you went from overseas and then got back into the United States? Um, my goal, like I always had my um my mindset on going to the NBA. So the overseas thing was more like me going to Mexico was more like just putting some extra money in my pocket, really. But yeah. I was also me going over there it also gave me something to think about, like like how, um, how it's different just from living over there, living over here. Um, just something to think about how I might want to do that. I might want to try that again. Um, but the Knicks um, organization, that's what you asked me right? about the Knicks organization, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the Knicks are a um, pretty good organization. Um, nothing bad to say about them. We kind of fell short during our year, but I felt like everybody that was there definitely played a big part and could contributed um, contributed to the team mm -hmm. most definitely. Was it kind of crazy playing for the Knicks organization? You know, they're such like a they're a very legendary organization. Was it kind of like surreal when you know you go from the Rockets, which are good, but then you're on the Knicks? You know, you're part of that. Yeah. Organization. So I really, honestly, didn't like. I wasn't really ecstatic. I mean. It's the Knicks, don't get me wrong, it's the Knicks at the end of the day and everybody, like it's a lot of, uh, everybody's like attention is on the Knicks whether they're good or bad, but I really didn't care. I was just, whoever wanted to pay me to play there, I was I was just down to play, honestly. You kind of have more tunnel vision of, you know, you got to get your job done and, you know, yeah, get a two-way contract. So you weren't really, you weren't really focused on what team you're on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care what team I was on. Um. um so was it, I always ask this, was it like for traveling? Because I talked to Jeremiah mm -hmm. and I talked to Stockton, assistant coach today, in fact. He talks about traveling, you know, you guys are flying regular airlines. You guys are going, you know, nothing exclusive. You're in middle, you know, Southwest Airlines. How is that like when you're playing professional basketball and you have to jump on a plane and you don't have any um, exclusive, like nothing 
nothing crazy to me like because i didn't go to like a high major college so i wasn't the charter flights i probably been on two charter flights in my life mm-hmm. and to be honest the commercial flights are better than the charter flight the charter flight i mean them flights aren't that big um, planes aren't that big so flying commercial it's definitely like a hassle though because you got to go through security and if you get caught with a middle seat and you might not have a good neighbor, they don't want to switch with you. So, right. you know, it's just ups and downs. It's definitely crazy seeing people. Cause I know I'm only six, five, six, six, but mm-hmm. it's people six, eight, six, nine, seven feet ducking everywhere in a plane. It's just, it's crazy. So I, I already know what I'm going through sitting in chicks. So I can only imagine how they feel. Now you guys probably draw seat. attention when you guys wore Nick's gear and you know, there's, Six, seven foot, six, you know, yeah. there's a bunch of tall guys that, you know, have a pro athlete build. Would that ever draw attention in the airport? You know, when you're go after, you have to go through regular security check with, you know, yeah, you're always behind asked, you. Like, some, sometimes we like to joke around it. We're always getting asked, um, like if we play basketball, sometimes we'll be like, no, we play soccer, or we play hockey, or something <laughs> like that, just to get a laugh out of them. But yeah, that's just something. This is it. Just comes with along with the profession, really. Like you're always gonna have people excited to see. Like I don't get excited to see tall people. I see them every day, but right. a lot of people don't get to see. Just be looking up and think it's a giant next to them. So it's all cool. Now, sometimes um, the assistant coach he talked about. You know, um, coaches will kind of protect the players when they're going through the airport. Did you have that experience too? You know, if you don't, if you had a talk, you had an overnight flight, you just, you just kind of wanted to get on the plane. Was that like that for the Knicks too? Um, you saying protect us? Like, what do you mean protect well, us? Um, you know, fans wanted to come up and you know talk to you a lot, but you just kind of want to get to the um, point. Were you guys pretty um, open? Just like you would walk around. And do yeah, nobody like we didn't really have anybody like that on our team. Like, we know like we like that 30 seconds of conversation could make somebody a day. Right. Like it could take their day from a one to a 10. So it was never nothing really crazy. Um, It really gets crazy like with the kids at the game. Like it's more so the kids, like they'd be so ecstatic to see you. And mm-hmm. it's hard to tell a kid no, like that's just <laughs> something hard to do. <laughs> now, after the game, you know, you're, how's the fan base in the G League from your perspective? Do you feel like there's a lot of supporters. Um, it's definitely a lot of supporters. Some um, some cities or some teams have um better support than others. I've definitely played in games where the arena was packed, and I played in games when it wasn't the, many people in there at all. But um, like my rookie year with the Vipers, we always had a sold out um crowd at our gym. We had a new um arena, mm-hmm. so they were always sold out. Um. The Nick, well, when I was with the Knicks, it was kind of more so who we played. Honestly, like when Taco came to town, that was most <laughs> people I seen. <laughs> and he didn't even play. That was so crazy. But his team came in. But hey, they saw us win. So that's all that matters. Was he with the Red Claws at that time? Yeah, he was with the Red Claws. Now, have you ever gone, you know, you, well, you play with, you're a professional yourself, but have you ever gone starstruck in a way when you know you see a player that is crazy in the nba and you see them go down for a couple um, right starstruck i have um or a couple not starstruck a couple times you were like wow i was star i was starstruck when i seen um uh john starks i was oh, in wow. practice 
yeah, I was on I was on crutches and I couldn't oh. practice, so I was just on the side and I was sitting down doing a little training with um the trainer or whatever. And John Starks just walks in the building and I like I had to stop my training. I'm like I had to go walk <laughs> that's the John Starks right there. Yeah, <laughs> like that's crazy. I only seen you playing against Jordan on TV. Right. So yeah, I definitely took advantage of that. But players like a, that's in the NBA now, I really wouldn't get starstruck because it's like yeah, you kind of did the same. You're a pro video. yourself, so man, it's just kind of yeah. like, like you're just kind of used to it. But it's all love. Like it's definitely you definitely like respect them. Like mm -hmm. I would I would say that you, you don't just look at them and say that like you're no better than them, but you respect like what they've done to the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have any future plans? Can you tell us? You know what your career is going to be looking like going into the next season um so right now i'm currently trying to um kind of start my european route um okay. with my career so i got an agent he's looking into stuff for me right now like kind of in germany spain mm -hmm. um poland places over that nature um so yeah it's just a waiting process really the virus is kind of um oh, holding things up yeah it's holding things up and me being a rookie not having too many too much experience in europe right. kind of setting me back with over there so it's a waiting process anything can happen though so all i can do is stay in stay in shape over here until that time comes yeah now where are you right now are you in the states or are you yeah i'm in the states right now i'm in baltimore oh, oh so you're back home yeah i'm home right now now, is it kind of frustrating with the pandemic, you know, because before were you able to just, you know, go to a workout with, you know, so-and-so versus now mm -hmm. you have to, you know, coordinate that in advance to make sure it's even allowed? Um, Yeah, it kind of gets frustrating because you don't want to, like, have to work out with a mask on. Like, it's just, that's yeah. be hard to breathe sometimes, but got to do what you got to do into the, it's about to be the norm for the next, who knows how many years, but so it's just something that you just got to deal with. It's another mental health though. That's all. Yeah. But I'm definitely pulling my mask down sometimes. So I'm taking it off. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think everybody can honestly say that they've, you know, yeah. even in like public stores, you know, I, I don't want to say I give everyone a pandemic, but you know, Sometimes it gets hot and you'll pull it down. So Man, most definitely. I like separate myself from people and I just gotta like pull a man. You know, pull it pull it under and just breathe through yeah, that. Yeah, gotta do whatever you gotta do. It'd be hot. I have glasses, so it fogs up. So some stuff I can't even see. So I have to I have to take it off sometimes. But oh man. Um, thank you I'm so glad. much for this. Thank you so much for this interview, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, definitely. you know, your pro career continues. Um, you know, whether it's in overseas or it's in the United States. Um, love mm -hmm. to see what the future has for you. Hope for the best. Hopefully, uh, we'll you'll see uh, your day in the NBA. So, but thank you so much for this, man.